we begin today's morning focus by talking about esophageal cancer because more than 500 people are diagnosed with esophageal cancer each year in Ireland. Today is Lollipop Day, the annual nationwide awareness and fundraising campaign for the Esophageal Cancer Fund. One of the people who will be taking part in raising funds on Lollipop Day is Kill the Boys' Connor Daverin. Now, Connor's in recovery from esophageal cancer and he was kind enough to pop into studio to have a chat with me recently. I first asked Connor if it was a big shock to find out he had esophageal cancer, particularly at a young age. Yeah, it was. It was a shock now when I was first told, obviously, when you hear that word and, you know, um, you, you do need to take a bit of time to kind of gather yourself but it will be commonly associated with, with older people you know you could maybe say even twice my age and such but look there is um, there is younger people like myself that um, have gone through it and you know that, that's just the way life is I suppose but I was 32 um, when I was diagnosed with it so it was in October 21 um, I was just go back a couple of years before that it was maybe late 2018 early 2019 that I was just experiencing a little bit of what you call heartburn or you know officially acid reflux so taking your your rainy tablets maybe after the odd meal or the, the bottle yeah. of Gaviscon that'll sort it out yeah, yeah. That, that'll quench it but um, for a finish I just said after maybe two or three months I just go to the doctor and just have a chat with him and he sent me off for a scope and endoscopy uh, up in Galway and uh, got that done and the, the professor said yeah just small, a small little bit of um, acid reflux you know it's very common and we'll put you on a, a tablet a pro proton pump inhibitor tablet that you take once a day and it normally um, will solve it or at least you know keep it at bay yeah. ideally solve it at my age and um, I went back a year and a half later for follow up scope with the same guy and yeah maybe I wasn't overly happy with how the tablet was working kind of calling me esophagitis but still not you know not bad um, and he just forwarded me on to a guy that specialises a bit more in it up there in Galway and I had a couple of consultations with him and the again stick on the tablet and you know alter your diet a little bit sometimes it's for certain foods that might trigger it off you know yeah. um, but once I was on that tablet I was symptom free I had no um, experiences of the heartburn as we commonly call it or that and I went back up then in October 21 for a scope with, with this um, Dr. Collins and going in it was you know describing my symptoms he said yeah look it looks like it maybe has solved itself and everything will be all good and uh, when he did the scope then he that's where he saw something unusual you know that's the way he put it so he did his couple of took his couple of biopsies sent them off and yeah unfortunately then came back maybe within the week um, that was suspicious and, and one came back as saying it was cancer so everything kind of took off from there then in October 21 so I got a few scans done the following week and you know they're very good up there in Galway you know, I couldn't praise them enough um, you know the the speed and, 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 and the way that they, they planned everything out and made it so much easier for, for myself but um, I started in it's a chemo radiation treatment for five weeks there at the end of 2021 um, from maybe early November for the five weeks into December and then I kind of had a month or to say off and I had my surgery um, actually 13 months ago today I had my surgery in January uh, 2022 so it was um, yeah so esophagectomy um, is what it is um, and I had that done and I was in a few weeks kind of in recovery mode a couple of weeks in hospital and few weeks in just getting myself back in 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 shape again you know after that so it all um the timeline of it connor it all seemed to happen so fast which is probably be beneficial because when people can get get a cancer diagnosis 
they're kind of stuck with it for a while and maybe it takes a lot so long to get their head around it. And then the recovery process, the road to recovery and treatment can be lengthy. Yeah. And, so, you know, sometimes not always successful. You get your you confirmation, your diagnosis late 2021, but the start of the following year, you know, a month or two later, you're into treatment. And was that the best where you were glad that happened? It was like, we're going to tackle this straight away and just get it sorted out. So you're not kind of, there's a lingering thoughts about the fact that you had esophageal cancer. Yeah, well, again, as I said, the team in Galway, you know, I couldn't praise them enough. They were really... Um, quick on the ball and got things rolling and they said you know my age and everything it it just suited um, me so to say to just move quickly with it and get into treatment get into there's obviously other cancers out there and other situations where it might take a little bit longer and that's understandable too you know and and respectful of that but I was glad I was glad that it just got the ball rolling and got stuck into it you know and as you said there yourself I was lucky too I had good health on my on my side and age and fitness, you know, which was a help and a help for them too in getting the ball moving and attacking mm. it uh, uh, aggressively, you know. So, um, yeah, so they work, they work quick now, to be fair, to be fair to them. So, 13 months on, uh, you look like the picture of health. Um, Thanks, is that the case? You know, is it all forgotten about now and you move on? Or do you have to be mindful of any potential return of it as you get older or anything like that, Connor? Yeah, so look, I suppose there's always, you know, you'll always have it in the back of your head that there'll be, uh, you know, that cancers could return. But, you know, it's it's uh, it's a type of thing where, um, you know, you just, when you get the, the all clear, you know, you just kind of have to say, right, it's just upwards and onwards and continue on as best you, know, you can with life. And again, yeah. I'm aware it, that's not everyone's scenario. You know, I was very lucky. Um, that it was a very a very early stage one, um, my particular cancer, and it was just caught on a really good time, you know. But yeah, a picture of health. Well, again, I always said, you know, if I got to the twelve month mark, which was last month, I had my scans and scope, and everything is uh, looking good at the minute. I said uh, I would try and give back a little bit, you know, or be there for others that might be going through something similar. That's really my my main goal, you know, just a, a kind of a silent friend, if, if, if that's one way of putting it. Um, and, you know, give back to the likes of the, the charity that we're going to talk about there in a minute, um, Lollipop Day, and uh, just little things like that. But yes, Ellen, it's... Um, I'm glad you said I'm the picture of good health. <laughs> I mightn't always think that when I look in the mirror myself, but yeah, no, I am. I'm the, the I'm in good health in a good place. Um, the body is good, you know, and thank thankfully and thanks be to God, um, I am back to uh, normal routine there now with a good number of months, um, you know, and just I suppose it's hard. It's hard at the time when you're going through it, but I will say looking back. If you know, if you could be just kind of be positive as best you can, you know, and people around you are a massive help as well, you know, and even if it's only to have a chat or or meet someone, you know, just take your mind off things when you're going through it, because when you're going through it is obviously the hardest point, you know. Yeah. But yeah, positive, and it's not easy. I know in many cases, but it's it's just it is it is a help if you could yeah. um, have that mindset, you know. Uh, positive mental attitude is positive helpful in so many attitude. so many different uh, scenarios. And look, you're, you've been true to your word to to help the uh, charities and be the invisible friend for others who be going through it. Lollipop Day on the twenty fourth. You're leading a, a, a collection in Dunn stores on that day. So to tell us more about it, because I'm sure there'll be people who'd love to, to to help out. Yes, yes. So I I, I knew Lollipop Day took place um, over the years, especially when I when I was kind of going through this myself. You'd be more tuned into this kind of thing. But um, yeah, I said I'd sign up. To 
to this year in uh, Innes. So it's on Dunn Stores on Friday the 24th and Saturday the 25th of February. Um, it's maybe nine to six um, those hours. Uh, family and close friends are, are going to help out in, in my particular um group and look as I said it's for people that just want to donate however much you donate or whatever you'd like to give it'll all go to a really good cause which is the Oesophageal Cancer Fund and the work that they do for those that are going through the treatment, those that are you know, maybe after treatment that need extra support, you know as I said again everyone's in a different boat and a different scenario um, and they're just an absolute super group uh, of people and you know like any charity they do depend on people to give in order to to be able to give themselves you know Uh, there's also a collection uh, another woman is doing a collection in Aldi on the same two days in Aldi and Innes and in Innes Diamond so there's there's a lot going on in the county and a lot going on nationwide as well and that was Connor Davern, and thanks very much to Connor for speaking with me. Uh, Connor's very keen to raise awareness about esophageal cancer and to stress the importance of early detection. And just to mention as well that people can donate online at Esophageal Cancer Fund. For more on this, we are joined in studio now by Johnny King. Johnny's a retired Shannon Airport aircraft engineer from Newmarket on Fergus, who's living with Barrett's Esophagus. Uh, good morning to you, Johnny. Good morning, Alan, and good morning to your listeners. Uh, thanks very much for joining us in studio. Tell us about your story, which, uh, you know, in Connor's case, um, you know, it's well, not ended, but it's turned out well. It's turned out well in your case, but there was there was heartache there as well. Yeah, um, my twin brother Kevin was diagnosed at age thirty-seven with esophageal cancer. and because of that, I first went for a scope here in Ennis at age 39 with Jerry Burns. Um, Kevin died at age 46, and I went up to St. James's under the care of Professor John Reynolds. In the intervening years, I was diagnosed at the time with a thing called Barrett's esophagus, which is the changing of the lining of the esophagus because um, acid gets from your tummy into the esophagus. At the end of your esophagus there's a thing called the uh, lower esophageal sphincter which is a, a line of muscles and it prevents the acid getting back up into your um, esophagus which causes parrots. Um, a couple of years my late 40s I suppose I had a procedure called a Nissen's Fondopulation which is where they wrap the top of your tummy around that sphincter to prevent the acid going up and I also got involved at that time with a charity in St James's called Cross uh, Cancer Research of the Esophagus and Stomach in St James's because Kevin and I were twins um, they were quite interested in our biopsies because I think now, and I, I, I could be wrong, but my recollection is that we were the only twins um, to be diagnosed with Barrett's. In the, in the country? In the world. In the world? Oh my God. Now, that was, as I say, my recollection of it. Um, so obviously our um, biopsies were, were quite important to the research. And if I'm in here this morning, there's two messages I want to get out. Firstly is because of the research that's been done, 
And there's been a fantastic announcement since the beginning of this month where Breakthrough Cancer Research have put a million euro up over four years for an all-Ireland cancer network which is taking in six institutions, Trinity College Dublin, the RCSI, Queen's University Belfast, University College Dublin, University College Cork and University of Galway. And what this will do, it's the first time that we have six institutions and six teaching hospitals over two health authorities who will have access to the biobanks and research. Um, it's been led by Jacinta um, O'Sullivan in Dublin and Professor Helen Coleman in um, Belfast and Juliet Hurley is taking on research in diet, lifestyle and all to add to the mental and physical help of people who have it. Um, the second thing that I would get out and a bit like uh, column earlier early detection esophageal cancer is very prevalent in Northern Europe particularly prevalent in Ireland and the UK Is there a particular reason for that? Or? Not that I'm aware of but what I am aware of is that there is 24% 5 year survival rate in the south of Ireland and 19% survival rate in the north the aim of the present research is to double that in 20 years. Now, I've had two interventions. Um, one, as I said, I had the Nissen's Fund population done in my late 40s. Um, in 2019, the histology people saw that there was a, a slight change in the structure of my cells um, with my Barrett's, and they did a thing called a radiofrequency ablation, basically where they... They zap the, the Barrett's and on my last scope I had no dysplasia, no Barrett's and nothing to concern them in the biopsies. That's so brilliant to hear and I guess that just shows, you know, like for you, the, the advances that have been made that in the, in the last two decades or so that I'm sure you just wish had been there. Radio frequency Sorry. ablation. I think the first one was done around 2005. Kevin was dead a couple of years at that stage. Yeah. So the research is so important and of course then on the clinical side what they can do now they couldn't have done. But esophageal cancer is a very difficult cancer to detect. You know it's not as if you feel a lump, it's not as if something can be picked up in the bloods. Literally the esophageal cancer people would say to you if you have difficulty swallowing, if you have difficulty to keep food down, if you've acid reflux, if you're constantly belching. These are the signs that there is something wrong. I would go so far as to say, if you're going around the place with antacids in your pocket or in your handbag, go speak to your GP. And if, if you're worried, be forceful with your GP. But early detection is the key. And today, of all days, it is so timely to point out those 
telltale signs and to stress early detection and hopefully a lot of money will be raised for Lollipop Day and for Esophageal Cancer Fund and Con- as we mentioned in my chat with Connor, it'll be a, they'll be outside Dunn's uh, collecting so if you're passing by and see them please do give whatever you can. Um, my thanks to Connor for speaking with me earlier and uh, to you Johnny for coming Sorry. in to raise awareness. Alan may I just say one thing before Of course I yeah. So, I'm what, 30, 37 when I start, 67, I'm 30 odd years, 27, 28 years. And again, I would like to get out to people. A lot of us give out about our health service, myself included. But the people I have met, the people I have dealt with over the last 30 odd years, from the day I walked in the reception in Ennis to the day I agreed to come on this programme, I have met nothing but the finest of people. Their sole, sole objective is to look after you. So do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to go to the GP. If there's something wrong, the earlier they get it, the more they can do for you. Brilliant, and it is good to stress the, the great uh, care and uh, support that you have received as well. Johnny King, thank you very much for joining me in studio this thank morning. Thank you, Alan. Good morning.